Yeah, it's your boy. It, it's not Jay-Z, just in case you uh, have downloaded the weird podcast expecting to hear more strange musings from my little head um, and gone, oh, I went to get Dave Elliott's weird podcast and for some reason the Jigger Man himself, Jay-Z's on. <laughs> nah, it's not. It's just me doing a pretty true-to-life impression of Jay-Z. Anyway, welcome to episode three of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Insert some kind of jingle here. Um, I'm thinking I, I need a wee intro jingle, like something weird. So if any of you guys have some sort of weird tunes or know any weird guys that can play some weird instruments, holla at your boy! Cheers. Thanks, Jay-Z, for that. I, I'm friends with Jay-Z, I'm sorry. Well, can, but, but he's not allowed in the podcast because he, he's got enough exposure anyway. Um... Yeah, this week we are, we're back, but I think I have addressed a little issue. I am a total technophobe to the extent where it's impressive I can even manage to get this podcast online for anyone to hear, let alone accurately. So I listened to it back in my earphones last week just to see how weird it was and couldn't really get past the first couple of minutes because the sound quality was so poor. So um, I went away and I thought, mm, what have I done wrong? Is it the bad mic? Is it the computer? Is it me? It's me. I uh, didn't have the mic in the right setting. I had it set for podcasts, so it's sound in one direction. Not like that, but one direction for sound. And the other side of that is, is no sound gets in. Didn't I have the microphone back to front? Did him Papino, which is Papa in Spanish, not speak into the bloody mic, right? So, first of all, guys, we've addressed it, we're fixed, and we're back to be weird. So, thanks for bearing with me to get this far. It's been a weird week, I must say. Um, I'm kicking about at the minute, looking as if I've been in a pretty, pretty serious uh, scuffle. And um, do you have any black eyes? Do you say, Dave? Oh, Batmobile, just went past my house. Um, do you have black eyes, Dave? No, don't. Do you have any missing teeth, Dave? No, nope. I just have a gap, which does look like some teeth are missing, but I've no missing teeth. Um, what I do have though, is a cut, right on the bridge of my nose, like square where it looks like. To be fair, I've been headbutted. It looks like somebody has just planted a smacker right on my mush. And the nose looks broken. It's never been broken. It looks broken. It's just, um, it gives me character. They say that uh, um, a face that's well lived in is a touch of character. I've never been, been hurt in mine, but I, I look like I've got character. But of this cut on my nose. And... About four or five people have asked me, have I been in a fight? And I say no. And then I explain to them the reason why I have this cut on my nose. And then instantly realise I should I should have just said I was in a fight. I should have just gone, yeah, I got beaten a little bit. Someone went upside the grill with a wee two iron and, and, and wrecked me. But I didn't. I told them the true story, which is weird. And I'm about to explain to you now. For those of you that know me, know my situation, I have 
a pregnant girlfriend and when you're pregnant you have to do things a little bit differently hmm. such as you can't drink alcohol because it's bad for the baby you can't smoke cigarettes because it's bad for the baby you should keep your sexual partners at any one time below five which is no fun but also you have to take certain precautions about your own body because hey let's face it it changes and my girlfriend's body is changing she's blossoming she looks beautiful and she's just looking pregnant but it's difficult for her at the minute so what we do to try and help that process along to try and you know make it a little bit easier for her, we apply a little bit of body lotion to her tummy now is it in a sexual way for her no for me <laughs> maybe but it isn't um it's to try and stop her getting stretch marks in her tummy and we do this ritual nearly every night where we go in get into bed get the tummy out put a bit of oil rub it in it's a quite a big tummy to be fair and it takes quite a lot of oil we lube that up and then whenever my tummy's dried <laughs> i go on to hers and we put a bit of oil on that and get in give it a bit of a rub so we did this put the oil on give it a rub whatever and just so happened this particular night i was feeling pretty affectionate um not in a sexual way that i wasn't feeling like i wasn't on heat i wasn't like rose i was like mm, that oily baby belly baby mm -mm, i love that i was like mm, give me some of that scone bitch <laughs> In fact, I've never said that in my life, but I like I want people to start using using that as sexual, scone, scone, if you will. Yeah, baby, I want your scone. Like what? What's a scone? Yeah, baby, your scone. Bam! I wanna, I wanna put some mmm curdled cream in that scone, baby. I wanna eat it up. I love that. Start using scone if you, if you don't have a sexual partner, partner at all, life partner, whatever, anyone you get jiggy with, if you start saying, baby, I want to eat your scone, that'll not be the case for much longer. But this particular day, I wasn't feeling sexual at all. I was feeling affectionate. I had so much love to give. I was like a balloon connected to an air tank without somebody to take it off. I was just filling full of love instead of air. Just filling, filling, filling until I was ready to burst. I just had to give her tummy a hug. But I'd forgotten entirely that I had just completely saturated it in oil. Like, her tummy was oilier than the set of a Cisco video. Like, there, it was oily, it was shiny, but I just wanted to hug my unborn child. I just wanted to be close to it, show it some love, talk to it. So I went in... Gave her Tommy a big hug, just kissed it, said I love you to my little baby. Which is not really weird. It's just love. You know, it's just love. That being said, my face didn't need an extra coating of oil. It, it didn't need that. My pores are pristine. Like I have been told by many people that I have skin like a young David Guest. Um, 
I, I take it as a compliment because I've seen David Guest and he's sweet. Well, he was sweet looking. He's probably he's a bit dusty now, but in his heyday, mm, there's nobody with with better skin than David Guest, apart from his close friend Michael Jackson. But he like alien skin, so it's extraterrestrial that one. I've been told I've got good skin, but when this oil got on it, I just didn't even think about it. Went to sleep, woke up the next morning, and I had a spot. I'm lying, I didn't have a spot. I had two spots. Two spots, square on the top of my nose. Luckily, I have a fat forehead, and it sort of can squeeze over it and hide it a little bit. But... It was there and I could notice it. And I'm one of these people, when I get spots, I don't like it. I don't just leave it. I can't be like one of these people, let it breathe. It'll go away eventually. If I even so much as have a red mark on my head, I will squeeze it until something comes out. Whether it's pus, whether it's blood, sweat, tears, whatever comes out of skin, I'll squeeze it until I am permanently disfigured, until I am scarred beyond repair, until I look like, Freddy Krueger from A Nightmare on Elm Street until I am until I am Joseph Merrick the Alpha Man I will squeeze a spot and this is what I've done this week and I have squeezed it and peeled it and squeezed it and peeled it that now looks like I've been headbutted in the bridge of the nose so all I'm trying to say to you guys is you know if you're beautiful like me is you know save the affection for if you're having children or you plan to have children, wait until they're born and then show them affection. Unfortunately for me, my affection towards my baby has been ruined. So um, the first thing that's going to happen whenever it's born, instead of me showing affection to it, is I will be having to pick a bone with it. As in, ha I will have a bone to pick. I'll not be picking a bone because that's so weird. But I will, I'll, I'll be stern with it. I'm going to set it. It'll be born probably, no I won't. In fact, it can stay attached to the umbilical cord. It can sit on Papa's knee. Um, I know you have to support their heads. This guy needs to just man up, get the cord together, sit up straight and go, look what you've done to me. You've made me a beast. And I'm sure my girlfriend will probably be like, well look what's done to me. I am a shell, quite literally, of him for myself. I am cut it, I am opened. I'm like an alien's carcass. I'll be like, I have a spot on my head which is permanently being there because of this little punk. And then what I'll do is I'll put the baby back where I came from. And then I'll be like, now you know the way out. You're on your own, maze runner. Welcome to the real world. See what you'll do. And that's where I am. But on top of all the weirdness, it's been a pretty, pretty good week in terms of uh, stand up. My show, Thirty Years of Dave, which is on on the twenty sixth of November, in the Black Box Belfast, is selling well. After my, let's say, impassioned plea towards baked goods, hot cakes. There, there's been a few patrons down the patisserie. There's been some punks out there that want to come and see Papa Bear be funny on the 26th of November. 
So what I'm saying to you guys is, if you wanna, if you want a piece of pie, get yourself the Papa's Patisserie and get yourself hotcake tickets and get to the black box. I can't wait for it. Um, last time I did it, I loved it, and I know that. A lot of you guys who listen to the Weird Podcast and the Boy Town Podcast weren't there hmm, at my last show. So I feel sad and I want you to be there this time because you just love it. It's a good show. Um, it's turned a bit Trumpy there. It's a good show. You'll love it. It'll be worth it. If you, if you go, I will build a wall of love and I will ejaculate my love on you. Like, Harvey Weinstein did. You know what? Well, actually, I wasn't going to talk about that because I didn't want to sort of talk a topic to people. This guy, Harvey Weinstein, is a bit strange. Like, yes, he's perverted. I acknowledge that. He's not a cool guy. I don't even want to call him weird because we're trying to make weird into something a bit, a bit fun he's just a creepy dude like in an ideal world would you like to be massaged by A-list celebrities yes if George Clooney was on a video with me would I try to you know go to a spa with him yes but I wouldn't ask him to do it in my hotel room because that's creepy it's seedy it's weird I would be like look would you like to, to go on, on a date or something? And if they said no, I'd go, all right, cool. I wouldn't like do what he did. The weirdest thing he is supposed to have done, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein? Weinstein? I'll just say Weinstein because every time I said differently. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein. The weirdest thing he's supposed to have done is just pull out his wanger and just jack while staring at somebody and then coming to a flower pot you know that's something I've not heard anybody ever do before I had a friend once who said he was aroused by the weather like like literally literally aroused by the weather it's snowing one winter and he said this is getting me a rock on here I am going to masturbate but it's not good enough to do it inside looking at the weather. I need to be out in it. I need to do it in God's arms. So he just jumped in the backyard and headed over the fence next door to his neighbours, lay behind some big old apple tree and pulled the beans of himself. Which, possibly the strangest story I've ever been told um, by a friend of mine, but true Bill, and that's the only kind of way that I've heard of anyone being masturbating in nature other than Harvey Weinstein and him just doing it in pots but he's a creepy dude who likes massages so what I'm saying is Harvey look you've been a pervert for a long time um, you need to face the music you need to apologise to people you need to say that what you did was wrong you need to acknowledge it you need to get some sort of treatment to it and you need to just stop being such a creep you know, keep your wee Wilson in your pants because if you get your Wilson out and it's unwelcomed and it's in public, you're going to get scolded. You know, that's one of the first things I'm going to teach my baby once it rebirths itself is, you know, 
put some trunks on, man. No one needs to see your penis or vagina. Do you know? I don't know what, what brand the baby's going to be. I don't know whether it's going to be a dude or a, a girl. You know? You see a bitch there and turn into gangsta. I don't know where it's going to be a play old bitch. Um, I hope it's just healthy. But I tell you what, it's going to be learning lessons from a long, long time ago. It'll be learning traditional lessons. I'll be saying, look, thou shalt not kill your neighbour. Thou shalt not adulterize. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbour's ass. It might be oxen, but for this it'll be ass. And thou shalt not whip thine dick out in public. So, learn that, bro. And then hopefully, I'll have a pretty sensible, level-headed, smart, intelligent hopefully cute kid you know I want it to be cute because I mean nobody wants a monster you know everyone wants to be like look what I've got you know not necessarily their kids just anything in general you know nobody presents something shit and goes here lads we'll see what I bought and you go oh what was it lad and you're like just it's an it's an old sandal I've pulled out of a puddle people go eh, that's gross get away from me so if I have this real stinking ugly baby people will be like eh, gross get it away from me eh. and I'll be like that I will I will make it wear a muslin bag over its head like the elephant man did and again life lessons this is ter- what it's basically turned into this is like an audiobook version of my struggle which everybody knows in German is Mein Kampf eh? Um, I'm, I'm not going to go down that route but it, this is going to be my commandments the commandments of Dave the Dave commandments this will be and my child will have to live their life obeying my commandments which which will be which will be something and guys if you uh, want to help me along the journey of being a parent and you think there's certain things I need to teach my kid you know let me know I'm happy to to take advice on board I know some people out there are parents. I know some people have done it before. And whether you're good at it or you're bad at it, I'm listening to all the advice. Positive, negative, constructive, destructive, whatever. Throw it my way. I'm happy to do it. We don't have a weird celebrity this week because I was finding it so stifling to find like actually hook out weird celebrities whenever something happens it naturally will present me with a weird celebrity i'll talk about it but for the sake of this i just thought i was having too much structure i just wanted to have a bit more fun with the podcast and not be too too pressurized with it so that's what we're going to do we're just riffing and i want the weird podcast to be a bit more interactive per se than the boys the, the boy time podcast is and they said boy zone which I don't know if they've got a podcast, but it'd be great. But the Boytown podcast, I want just to like ask me, bring things to me to look at. Like I want my eyes open to the world of weird. I want to see what weird stuff's going on in that world. Legal stuff, sexually primarily, but of illegal stuff otherwise. Yeah, I'll listen to it. I just don't, what I'm saying is don't send me illicit porn, okay? Bar that, I want to know what weird shit's going on. I want to see weird stories. I want to get asked weird questions, I want to hear people's weird opinions, like, I want people to ask me stuff like, man, am I weird if I find lizards to be 
just dead on guys. Like, am I weird if, if I can understand what lizards are saying? Like, am I weird that I'd be sitting just in my house looking into my lizard tank and having a full-scale conversation with my lizard, you know? Yeah, that's the sort of shit I want. I want, I want to look at what is weird, what people's interpretations of weird is and what, what we can do with it. And on that note, there's been some great interactions so far in terms of reviewing and rating the podcast you guys have been been great and what's been the best about it is you have given me some weird reviews i'll read you some of them now because they're great um some of the reviews so luckily enough thank goodness you have given me five stars i appreciate that kind um and if you're listening just fire on die tune subscribe the Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Give me a wee five-star review and uh, comment. The weirder the comment, the better, because I, I read them and I get a laugh out of them. Some of them, funny podcast from FKE27. Bit weird. Yeah, it is a bit weird. This is brilliant. Great guy, great pod. Top marks for me, you weirdo. Thank you. Now, as you go a bit deeper, just some nice generic comments just saying yeah it's a good podcast i like it it's weird this one from aaron nails says a perfect podcast some people don't think it be like it is but it do yes that's weird and i love it belfast ipod said so good it's weird weekly musings from papa bear on everything in life from babies to comedy sometimes weird but always funny thank you now this one, I don't even know what this, it's it's from GNU, now whether it's just somebody who goes by the, the moniker GNU or whether it's an actual four-legged African animal, a GNU has entitled their comment, Ho- not even, is it, Ho- yeah, Holy Dingleberry, well slap my tail and call me Sandra, this is weirder than a weird thing on Weirdness Day, as Channing Tatum once said, Dave Elliott is a bloody weird bum tickler. But a bloody good one at that. The weirdness of the podcast really keeps my little old heart ticking. And I can never wait for the next instalment of Dave's Weird Life. Peace out. Stay golden. Gnu. I appreciate you. I appreciate you if you're a person. And I appreciate you even more if you're a four-legged mammal who's gone to the trouble of getting themselves either on a mobile phone or a laptop. Got themselves an iTunes account. Gone on. Typed in Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast and reviewed it. So... Um, if any other weirdos out there, which is what I now call listeners of the podcast, my weirdos, if any other you weirdos out there want to do the same, get on, get a review, and let's spread the weirdness. Let's make let, let's make weird great again. We are going to build a wall of love. A wall of love, and we'll spread our love by ejaculating love. Demon love. That's all we want to do. That being said... I do have a weird story this week and I haven't actually read it yet. I just saw the title and the title alone made me go, hmm, this is my kind of gravy. You know, I thought, hmm, this is going to go delicious with my Sunday roast off podcast talk. It is UN pull out of Malawi after a vampire scare triggers mob violence. Whoa. That's kind of like an armoured bank truck. That is heavy duty. 
UN pull out of Malawi after vampire scare triggers mob violence. Now, I'm curious to see where this is going. A vampire scare has prompted the UN to pull out of Malawi after mob violence saw at least five people killed. The scare triggered violence in a region which led to the UN to pull staff from two districts off the south of the country. Five people were killed in the area since mid-September by lynch mobs accusing them of vampirism. Most searching for vampires have been mounting roadblocks in the district, raising security concerns. These districts have been severely affected by the ongoing stories of blood-sucking and possible existence of vampires. Ah. The UN Department of Safety and Security said the security report on the Falombe and Melange district. Um, some UN staff have relocated, blah, blah, blah. See these stories, get shit towards the end, and I get, like, I'm reading them, and I'm like, this is fu- Tell me about the vampires. I want to I want to know about the dudes just creeping up and sucking blood. I want to know whose blood they're sucking, where they're sucking it from. Do modern vampires stick to traditional rules? Like, do they bite people in their neck because they think it's where they get the most blood when actually if they're, they, they're biting guys on their, their dicks, they'll get more blood if it's hard because the blood will pump out. It'll be like a funnel. It'll be like you'll just be down in the blood. You'll just be necking that blood. You'll be the most jack pump vampire. I don't know. I'm just saying, offering some advice. Um, he said that there's been grave concern. So basically what's happening is there's some dudes kicking about Malawi, sucking some blood, and people aren't happy about it. They're, they're fully, fully raging about it. These lynch mobs are in the streets of Malawi going, they've got to catch these vampires. Seals of garlic have risen in the country um, as well, which can only be good. And what I'm saying is, if you find like I, I'm gonna put out a, a shout here because I know Malawi is a big country that listens to my podcast. I'm saying, boys and girls, if you're listening, and if there are vampires in Malawi, don't lynch them, don't kill them, keep them, put them into prison, cover the doors and windows with garlic, give us a security guard. Not a prison guard because we don't want them to be put in the prison. We just want them to be kept safely. A security guard. Some silver bullets. If you can't get actual... I don't want actual literal bullets because I don't want the person killed. So give them vibrators that are made of silver to throw at them if they try to escape. And then that will just hold them back. And I will come to Malawi and I will interview the vampire in an episode of the Dave Elliott Weird Podcast. that will be known as... Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. The Interview with the Vampire. Does anyone out there believe in those kind of things? Like vampires, ghosts, paranormal? I don't know. I didn't often believe in that kind of thing. Like I always thought it was a bit fake. And like in terms of horror movies, I'm always more frightened by scary movies that have like a real protagonist in it like a real believable lead character like somebody who's you want to get behind and then the antagonist of the movie's got to be somebody you can believe exists like in Halloween Michael Myers scared the shit out of me like he terrified me and that's the sort of horror I like to see stuff like The Exorcist mm, I don't really like it like I remember the first time I watched The Exorcist I was about 15 and everyone said how scary it was, but I just found it hilarious because I was an immature wee brat. 
and I just like the voices that, that she did and, and the language she used like <clears throat> your mother sucks cocks in hell Karis that was funny I was like <laughs> that's a pretty good insult that I will definitely use next time I'm at church <laughs> and uh, some other lines they had in it like you know what she did your cunting daughter I was like I'd never heard the word cunting before um, and I thought that's a game changer with my papa tries to tell me off give me a few of his life lessons <laughs> I'll call him see so and so and I did and I haven't really spoken to my father since my since I was about 15 actually and, and I did that now only joking sadly still he's still kicking about the old cock um, but yeah it's, 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 it's strange paranormal stuff like I didn't believe in ghosts uh, most of my life up until I had a spooky experience with a ghost it was probably see one of my now thirty one um about probably ten eleven years ago, uh would it would have been that long ago no, but say eight years ago when I moved into the my first house by myself, I um, I I bought my house you know it was a pretty big deal to be able to get your first house I was pretty pretty chuffed I'd gone up to to move in it was just off of Lisburn Road there, and moved in there and I was just getting a few things ready and brought a few boxes up to the house left it in I was fine as excited obviously want to celebrate when you're that age going on the pints have a good time so I I left a few of the, the boxes upstairs and then headed out and as I was sort of leaving the front door my next door neighbour was out on her porch and uh, Moira was her name and lovely lady but that's the first time I met at this stage. And I was like, alright, nice to meet you more, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, your house is haunted. And I was like, cheers. And she was like, no sweat. And I went, fine. And then I went on the pints, right? But I was thinking, is my house haunted? I was a bit afraid. I was like, mm, that's not what you want to hear. You know, once you've spent that kind of money to move somewhere... The last thing you want to hear is some old bent who looks like something out of a horror movie going, Your house is haunted. Board the windows. Try to hide. They're coming. She didn't say that, but I like to exaggerate things. It's fire. But I went out, had a few drinks, went back to the house. Um, by the time I got back there, steaming. Like completely, completely blocked. And as soon as I get in, head hit the pillow. I, I passed out. But then I woke from my sleep at some stage during the night and I felt weird. I think it was probably because I was blocked like, but I also felt like cold as well, like an airy sense of cold around. And I like looked at the bottom of my bed and I saw this like male figure just standing at the bottom of the bed. And I, I was like so scared I couldn't move a muscle like I was I remember being like totally stiff I couldn't move um, and I could have just been that I was terrified and blocked but mostly terrified I remember looking at him and seeing the, this figure and going are you a ghost mate and the guy went aww 
And I went, what's your name? And he went, Cricky, mate. And then he just went and lifted my TV and just floated away, like, wherever he went, like, back into the afterlife or whatever. And it was pretty scoop scoopy, pretty spooky. Like, I'm, I'm so spooked I can't even speak. It's pretty scoopy. And then the weirder thing was, just as I was literally falling back asleep again, he came back and he was like, Mate, do you have a t TV remote to go at? Do you? Or? And I went, yes, it's it's over there. And he goes, cheers, mucker, and left. And I woke up the next morning and, and the TV was still gone. So obviously that ghost just really wanted to like catch up on loose women or something. But it was ever since that day, I've believed in the paranormal and world of ghosts. So, you know, if there's anyone listening to this that, that knows anybody that, that's into that world, like someone who like is, is, is a, like a psychic or like a, a Derek Akora type character, We'll get them in touch, give me their details and get them on the podcast and we'll talk about about otherworldly goings on. But that was was my sort of only experience of that. And if if there are vampires in Malawi, I'm well I'm willing to go and I'm willing to to interview you because that's I'm like Louis Theroux. If Louis threw himself into a life of eating shit food and doing minimal exercise for a number of years. That's what I am. But let's see what we're at for time here. Shit, this has been the longest weird podcast yet and I haven't even answered questions. I had a couple of other things. I wanted, I wanted to have a rant this week about weird things that annoy me, but I'll save that for next week, guys. So if you want to hear what weird things annoy me, tune in. Um, but I'll just go on to listeners' questions. This week, do 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 listeners questions on the weird podcast with David Elliot. Never call me David. Dave Elliot. Thank you. Um. First off, we have a question from Stu, uh, on Twitter at Bapper and I. Hey Dave, what's the weirdest video someone has ever sent you? You know what? This is a hard question because there have been some strange things people have sent me in videos probably the weirdest was there was a mate of mine who for some reason thought it was great banter to send me videos of like him doing a shit but not like him on the toilet shitting him like literally watching bits of shit it was like darkness and you see a shit dropping into the water with like inspirational music in the background like you know you're the best around Nothing's ever gonna mean you mean that shit, and I, that was one of the the reasons that like I deleted Snapchat and got rid of it because I thought no I'm too old for this, I don't want uh, an app where I can watch fully people just shitting. I don't I don't need that in my life. There's enough going on, so he those videos are probably one of the weirdest things. Also, some of the, the videos, my da, like, my, my dad just doesn't get technology at all. He's, a, he's even worse than me. Like, I'm close to being special when it comes to technology. He's even worse. He uh, once sent me a video of our dog on the beach running, except he hadn't realised it was on front camera. So it was just 
a video of him staring at something. You could just hear the dog running and him just kind of like looking really dead eyed at the dog. Like not even, you know, if you watch your dog be happy and you're like, it's pretty cute to see the dog doing his business. I love it. He was just staring kind of like the T-1000 from the Terminator movies. Just dead stare at this dog. And that was up there, one of the weirdest videos I've ever been sent. <clears throat> Michael Jardine at Michael Jardine very easy on, on Twitter if you're looking to follow him he's worth a follow he's a good guy um, what's the weirdest thing that happened to you in school and do you or your fiance have any weird habits around the house hmm that's a tough one the weirdest thing that ever happened to me in school I I was a weird guy in school like I enjoyed to mess around Um. one of the weirdest things was we had this German teacher um as any taught us German he wasn't uh Deutschlandish himself um but he was our German teacher and he, he was a he was an interesting guy right he was he had the messiest classroom in the world he didn't necessarily look like he was right he wouldn't be cleared to be an astronaut he would fail the psych test he doesn't have like he shouldn't have been a teacher he shouldn't have been allowed to be around children albeit from the age of 15 to 18 he shouldn't have been around those kids he's a weird guy like he didn't shave properly he had like his his, his face had just clumps of hair just growing out of places because he was obviously in a rush to shave his hair was never styled it was just like a mop and he just he, he liked to have like crumbs and stuff down him but the guy was fluent in German, so there was something about him that I quite liked. He was good. He was good banter in a weird kind of way. So me and a few of the other guys kind of gave up on the fact that we were learning German. And I thought, no, it's not going to happen. We're not going to learn. So we decided to have an appreciation day for him. So um, we literally, between the four of us, decided we're, we're failing German. We'll just have a hair whatever appreciation day. For those of you that wonder what that was, it's not his hairstyle in German. To call someone like a sir or a mister is to call him Herr. So I would be Herr Elliot in German. So we just call this guy Herr, whatever surname was. Don't want to give it out because he probably listens to the podcast. Ob. So we had a Herr so-and-so appreciation day. And that involved one of the guys printing off posters from his home computer of Banger Football Club. Because his particular teacher supported them. And my duty was to get cookies. So I got cookies from Tesco brought them in and then the other guy's job was to bring a flask of tea in for him so we would have a flask of tea a cookie hand him over these posters and just really appreciate what a great guy he was so we did that he loved it didn't teach us for the lesson just had his appreciation day and enjoyed it which is fine up until there was some dirty filthy disgusting sleazy greasy stinking tight snitched on us went to the year head and said we're doing our GCSE exam in German in two weeks and these pricks are having a appreciation day for hair K and I was like damn fucking right we are so out of that our year head who was also my rugby coach so at that stage I was terrified of the guy Um, basically I think in, in his life he didn't actually want to be a school teacher he wanted to be like an detective inspector in in the police, like he made this a case, and he was like, "We'll get to the bottom of this." That's kind of why he spoke, but more high pitched. 
He was always raging and always ready to shout at people. So he got us, like, in the next class. I was in single word science. There's a theme here. I was thick. So I was in single word science and I got the knock on the door. Can Dave Elliott please come to the yearhead's office? And I'm like, shit. Worried because Mike Under would have done. Because I thought, you know what? There's going to be no snitches. I like to keep my friends close and my homies tighter. I didn't think nobody would snitch to me. But they did. Camilla Higgins, if you're listening, I haven't dropped this one. I'll get you in the long grass, long runs of Fox. Yeah. But she had touted on us. We ended up at the yearhead's office. And we went in and as I walked in all the other three guys were just sitting there and they all turned around in unison looked at me with smirks in their face trying so hard not to laugh sat down and he just marched like literally the four of us in a line he marched up and down and he went tell me about coffee and cookies <laughs> we were like oh this is this is where this is going and then my mate Connor goes to him it was actually tea. And he goes, It doesn't bloody well matter what it was. <coughs> You've exams in two weeks. And at that point, he went so high-pitched he couldn't actually speak. I started to get the giggle. And then he got me by my tie, yanked it up, to made my feet, or yanked me to my feet by my tie. Like, it kind of felt good. I was like, mm, Michael Hutchins. But he got me to my feet. And he went, This is a quote, right? He goes, Get yourself to his classroom and apologise for your appreciation. I was like, apologise for my appreciation. And he was like, yes. So I had literally to go to a teacher and go, I apologise for my appreciation of you. And he was like, oh, don't worry, it was great crack. And I was like, yeah, I know, but I, I should really worry about my exams. I've been told, but Hurricane didn't mind. He liked the appreciation day. Um, a couple of weeks later, did the exams. A few weeks after that, got the results. I went in, collected my results off the yearhead. He handed it to me. Got a D for Deutsch. Suck a dick, the champion never loses, right? I can have my appreciation day, and I can have a day in court, and I can have my D in German. So, I can have my D in German. And I can have my D in German if I want earhead. You know what I'm saying? But that was probably the weirdest thing. Like a full criminal investigation into what was a nice gesture. Cheers for that, George. Um, I got really sidetracked in that story. That's a deep story. So if you, cheers if you guys held back and, and listened to the end of that. Um, let me see. Megan friend of the Boytown podcast at Shut Up Bar on Twitter has said what's been the most memorable time something's jumped down your throat <clears throat> and then she's added a news story from Devon Live which I assume is like the Devon equivalent of Belfast Live and the uh, the story says man saved from choking to death after swallowing fish whole for a joke whoa if that guy can swallow a fish whole <laughs> I'd like to get him in the podcast and see what else he can swallow, if you know what I mean. Like, a wee drink of coffee or something that'll get him to be in the podcast, not nothing crude. Um, but the bit, the angler was joking around with the fish over his mouth when it wiggled free and jumped straight down his throat. I think he just dropped it and it fell and it went and he choked. But in terms of me, what is the, the most memorable time something's jumped down my throat? I once did a first floor funnel. 
was pretty memorable for that particular time. Like it was like, you know, with funnels that you drink out of where you like put like a, a funnel into a tube and then you just can basically chug drinks. I did a, I, I went back to play rugby again when I was 26 for a while and my initiation was to do this first floor funnel. So these guys at the club held a funnel on the first floor of the rugby club whilst I was on the ground floor and they poured lots of different things down my throat. There was definitely beer in it. Could have been vodka, could have been whiskey, could have been spirits, could have been piss, could have been cum, could have been lighter fluid. Doesn't matter, I drank it. Long story short, what happened to me that, that night was went to the captain's house, ran his downstairs toilet to be sick, opened the door, booked out everywhere in the downstairs toilet. Wasn't a downstairs toilet, it was a utility room. So I booked all over all of his clothes. So he tried to mug me off by doing the one story funnel and I mugged him off by booking on all his lingerie. So don't mess with me is what I'm saying. Um last question today. In fact, there's not there's another one. Um Niall Rob has said, Dave, can individual cast be put in the Boytown podcast feed? Can't automatically download the weird podcast, which is weird. That is weird. But now I'm a technophobe. I'm sorry, I'm trying my best to put out this quality, but I don't know how to upload it. Do you know what I mean? I'm kind of like, in many respects, like like Prince or something. You know, like a turn out quality material, but I don't necessarily put it out in the ether. You know, if you want it, you have to find it. So what I'm saying is now, subscribe. I'll try and sort that out for you. And it doesn't go on the boy town because there's too much going on it, sadly. So it'll just be on our, on our own wee pages. And the last question is from Connor Gavin. Um, what's the weirdest pornographic material you have ever seen? Both voluntarily and against your will. Hashtag horse dicks. Hashtag headbutting gay. Hashtag weird. Mm. I assume that those hashtags are things that the weirdest thing he's ever seen in porn. Um, you know what? The weirdest thing that I've seen. Like, there's not a lot that would be against my will per se, but I just don't like videos. It's not porn, but like just like you know those ISIS beheading videos and all. I don't like that. I think people like sharing stuff like that. And there was a wee while ago on Facebook, people were just. Like sharing Mexican drug cartels, cutting people's heads off. See if you're friends with me on Facebook and you share stuff like that, I'll unfriend you because I hate it. Just no need. But in terms of porn, what's the weirdest thing I've seen? There was actually this TV show on probably 10 years ago and it was called Porn Crackers, right? It was like a comedy about porn parodies that have been over the years. Like, there's the classics that everyone knows, like Shaving Ryan's Privates, but instead of Shaving Private Ryan. My personal favourite name was Men in Black. Men. But the weirdest on that was Edward Penis Hands, right? Which was a parody of the movie Edward Scissorhands. And in that, basically, you could, as you can imagine, it was someone that looked like Johnny Depp in Edward Scissorhands. And instead of having, like, the scissors that... Edward had he had just two dildos um I can only assume that he he didn't he wasn't a barber like Edward Scissorhands was you know I think that if he was a barber and he was at that level that he could actually work as a barber with solely penises as his hands the guy's got a talent you know and that needs to be that needs to be harvested needs to be harnessed and, and used but I assume that he was in a pornographic movie, he wasn't cutting hairs, he was, you know, splitting geese. 
that's so vulgar. And if ladies are listening, sorry. But yeah, it, it was weird. And I found it also weird, the fact that he just had two big dildos in his hands. Like, just it should be Edward dildo wrists, you know, penis wrists, not penis hands. Because to me, if he wanted to be called Edward penis hands, he should have like, um, let, let me look at the logistics. This. He could have four penises, like as fingers, and then like a penis as a thumb. But the four fingers would be like we we boners, and the thumbs would be like softer because they're a wee bit smaller. So you'd have like four cock fingers and then so we cock thumb, and it's the kiss of death from Mister Cock Fingers. Yeah, I'll leave you with that thought. Um, it's been another weird podcast. This one felt better. I felt more in my groove now. There were three three eps in so what i'm saying is for next week get the podcast guys get the dfl it's weird podcast subscribe to it review it if you give me five stars that's great but if you write me a weird review as to why you like it but make it weird i'll love that the weirder they are i'll read them out the weirder the better and uh, follow me on social media um on twitter at the dave elliot which is where i do on podcast questions and stuff I'm on Instagram, the Dave Elliot, which is Dave, D A V E Elliot, E L L I O T T, two T's, you know, no, not one T. If you spell my name with one T, je deteste, which means I hate you. And I'm on Facebook at Dave Elliot Comedy. Give my my page a like, and on the, all those social media outlets, you can share them all with your friends, and then tell them about Thirty Years of Dave that's taken place in the black box. On the 26th of November. And the tickets are £7. Like that's. You could buy. Not even two drinks. You know you could buy a drink. A full pint and probably a half pint for 7 quid. You know that's nothing. But yet you're going to get to see your boy. Doing his wee show. Which by the way I'm very proud of. It was a great first hour. It got a lot of positive feedback. If you've seen me do stand up before. Anything I've been doing in the last couple of months. I'm not doing in the show. I'm just trying to formulate my new show at the minute, which will be about becoming a dad and all that jazz. So come to 30 Years of Dave in the black box and sort of see me put that material to bed, that last chapter of my life over with. And we'll move on to the next one. We'll keep being friends. We'll keep being weird. And I'll speak to you next week. Guys, God bless and stay weird.